This happened yesterday, and I'm still annoyed about it. During the week, mornings in my house are chaotic. Because of this, I have a very specific place that I set my sunglasses and house-slash-car-slash-work keys so I can grab them as I run out the door. Yesterday morning was a normal chaotic morning. Wake up, wake the kiddo, everyone gets dressed, let the dog out, feed the dog, feed the kiddo, make coffee, take meds, grab keys and sunglasses, and run out of the door. All in all, this whole process takes about 30 minutes. Kiddo was finishing breakfast, and I had coffee going in my travel mug. I turned to get my keys, and they aren't there. Okay, no big deal. Maybe I left them on the table. Scatterbrained days happen. I check. Not on the table. Hmm. Maybe I left them upstairs. I don't know why, but who knows? Not upstairs. I ask my kid if he's seen them anywhere. No, he hasn't. He helps me look, and he checks everywhere. We checked garbage cans. We checked the big garbage can out front because I'd been taking recycling out, too. Nope, not there. We flipped every room in the house, and they were nowhere to be seen. At this point, I call the husband. Maybe he grabbed them on his way out by accident. He doesn't have them but he does have an extra set for my car attached to his set. He wasn't too far away yet, so he turns around and comes back to bring me the spare. We are now running seriously late, as in I need to have the kid at school and myself at work in less than ten minutes. My husband arrives and says the fob is dead, so we have to change out the battery. Luckily, I have extra batteries. We're standing at the counter in the kitchen together. I'm changing the battery, and he's looking around the kitchen counter for my set. Just in case I overlooked it. They are nowhere to be seen. We're all able to get out the door, and I drop my kid off and make it to work with two minutes to spare. I was annoyed and filled with anxiety by this point. I don't like to be late for anything. My stomach hurts, and now I'm cranky. I make it through my day and go pick up the kid from school. He hops in the car and hands me this super cute snowman art collage he'd made yesterday. It was seriously adorable. It made my day, to be honest. We get home and I set the picture on the counter, and I'm like, okay, let me just chill for a few moments and decompress from work from my crap morning. My kid goes upstairs to play Roblox. I finally muster the strength to begin the search again. I start at the dining room table. I clean a few things off, but nothing. I walk into the kitchen and I'm standing directly in front of the spot that I always set my keys and sunglasses. I'm looking around, looking under the bottom of the cabinet next to the fridge. I get a broom out and sweep under the fridge. Nothing. As I stand back up, I glance over to my left where I set the super cute snowman picture, and I see a tiny speck of black underneath it. I move the picture, and bam, keys. I'm like, oh hell no. I take a picture of the keys, I haven't even touched them yet, and I send the picture to the husband, and I'm like, 
these were not here this morning. He messages me back and says no, they weren't. There was nothing there this morning. I sent him the picture to make sure I wasn't losing my mind, and even when he got home, he asked me about how I found them. I explained it like I'm explaining it to you, my dear reader. He can't figure it out either. The Matrix stole my keys, basically, and made me late, and I had anxiety because of it. So, screw the Matrix. My dad was a swinging bachelor back in the 60s, before he met my mom. He'd go scuba diving in the Caribbean, skiing in Canada, and all sorts of other adventures with his group of buddies. For his bachelor party in 1969, they all went to Florida and rented boats to take to the Bahamas. One of his good friends asked if he could bring along a friend of his, which I'll call Jack. My dad said sure, but found Jack to be pretty square. A staunch Republican and a real company man who worked at IBM. They got along okay, but didn't hit it off as friends. My mom doesn't even recall asking Jack to the wedding, though they saw each other once or twice at the friend in Common's house, which would have been in the early 70s. Shortly after... Jack got transferred and he and his family moved across the country. This would also have been in the early 70s, and my parents got a few Christmas cards from them over the years, but never reunited or even spoke again, either in person or on the phone. Definitely not friends and barely meeting the definition of acquaintances at that point. Fast forward to last year, My mom calls me flustered because she had gotten an email from Jack. The email address included his correctly spelled first and last name. Last name having an unusual spelling. It was just a sentence or two saying hi. He just wanted to get in touch and hoped it was not too late. It was signed, Love Jack. Which, frankly, weirded my mom out. I suggested that she Google him to try to find his contact info to give him a call or see what it was all about. Maybe dementia? However, when she Googled, she found an obituary dated over a year before the day that she had received the email from him. I have a lot of questions, as you can imagine. Several people have assured me that Jack's computer must have been hacked, but how did Jack and hence the hackers, get my mom's email address. They had never spoken, let alone exchanged email addresses, only a couple of Christmas cards 40-plus years ago, and my mom's email address does not contain her first or last name. It's a combination of her favorite flower, some random numbers, and the name of one of our cherished family dogs. There is zero chance that Jack could have guessed any of that, And the friend in common passed away in the 80s, so it definitely wasn't him that gave Jack my mom's email address, since nobody had them. Also, I did some research and the email address used by Jack is linked to a house in the same small town he lived in, and the white pages indicate that a woman with his wife's name still lives there. So, what am I missing here?
Update. Several months ago when this happened, I had my mom forward the email from Jack, and I responded to it with a simple, Is this you, Jack? What do you want? Please respond. It's been months, and no one answered. Update 2. In an effort to make this story as accurate as possible, I decided not to rely on my memory. Instead, I went back to the original email from Jack as forwarded to me by my mom right when it happened several months ago. It reads exactly as follows. No more, no less. Hi, I hope you get this on time. Can you do me a favor, please? Love, Jack. My granddaughter loves those light show half globes that have a light inside covered with a solid shade with seasonal cutout shapes like a sleigh, reindeer, tree, words like Merry Christmas, snowflakes, etc. When she turns it on, the shade spins and the shapes are projected in light on the walls and ceiling. I hate the darned things because they're never high enough to avoid flashing bright light into my eyes wherever she puts it. She has one for Halloween and one for Christmas. The day my daughter finished setting up her elaborate Christmas village, she almost gave my granddaughter her Christmas light show. I just happened to be in the laundry room when she set it up on the dining room table, then turned all of the room lights off. Of course, she ran into the room and put me in the dark as well. She grabbed my hand and pulled me out to see her Christmas lights in action. I was quite surprised when I looked up and saw a tombstone with R.I.P.'s pinned by, followed by a skeleton, a witch on her broom, and trick or treat. I thought my little granddaughter had grabbed her Halloween light by mistake, but not wanting to hurt her feelings, I didn't say anything to the four-year-old. But I looked down at the light on the table. It said, Merry Christmas, with snowflakes and sleighs. My eyes shot back up to the wall, and there went the tombstone, R.I.P. and skeleton face. I told her to turn it off and quit shining the light in my eyes, but I was freaked out. This happened to me twice more, but only in my daughter's house. The next time she had the lamp out, the same thing happened. Only this time, after I looked down at the globe to verify if someone was screwing with me, it was red and green with Christmas shapes, and I was able to look back up and make myself see the correct shapes by the second spin, and once I saw them as Christmas shapes, they stayed Christmas shapes, until the next time it was turned on. I told my daughter about it a couple of weeks later, and of course she didn't believe me, but agreed that we wouldn't tell the child. Of course I was the only one who ever saw it, it still freaks me out. I'm pretty sure there's something wrong with that house. I thought maybe it was an easy mistake to trick myself into making but I'm not good at lying to myself. The shapes are not similar, the closest being a skull and a snowman. Both 
being basically round. Maybe next year, I'll use an action cam and get the full scoop. This is my first time posting in here, and honestly, I never thought I would have a reason to. However, something weird recently happened that I had my boyfriend as an eyewitness for. Long story short, an electrical outlet in my room was two-prong a month ago, so I couldn't use it, and it's now three-prong. No one has changed it. About a month ago, I put a heavy wood aquarium stand in my room and plans to move my fish tank onto it. My boyfriend and I got the wood stand upstairs, but we ended up getting frustrated because the outlet on the wall, where I had moved the aquarium stand to, was only two prongs, not three. This was an issue because all of my aquarium equipment is plugged into a power strip that has three prongs. We ended up asking the family for a three to two prong adapter and tried to use that, but it was too bulky. We ended up just deciding to move the aquarium and the stand to the other side of my room where there was an outlet that didn't need an adapter. Everything was fine and good. The stand even ended up looking better there. However, this week, I painted my room with my dad and boyfriend and ended up rearranging my furniture after painting everything. I was trying to find a new spot for the aquarium stand, and only had two options, one of which was the spot with the two-prong plug. I wasn't thinking, and temporarily decided to move it to that spot while I moved the other furniture around. I didn't realize that the outlet had changed until I just, by habit, went to plug in the aquarium, and the power strip fit. The outlet was now three-pronged. I was so surprised and confused that I FaceTimed my boyfriend to make sure I wasn't just imagining things. I even asked him, do you remember why we couldn't put the aquarium stand where I originally wanted it, before telling him why I called, and he responded with, because the outlet was only two prongs. I then showed him the changed outlet, and he was just as confused as I was. Just to be safe, I even asked my dad if he changed the outlet or any of the outlets in my room when we painted. He didn't, and the outlet itself is still old and chipping. It's not new or anything. We weren't drinking or smoking during any of this, and... I have no clue what else could explain such a random thing completely changing like that in a month. Sorry this was so long, I just wanted to make sure I explained it well enough so that you all know why I'm so confused about the outlet right now. Thank you for reading. Hi. I'd just like to preface this by saying that I'm new here, and I joined this sub a couple of minutes ago because I just had a really unexplainable incident happen to me that I would like to share. For some background, this all happened within the span of three days. I have a little table by my bedside 
where I usually put all the earrings and jewelry I take off before going to bed. In the beginning of this week, Monday afternoon, I put down a pair of earrings on the little table, and I made sure they were both there, because I didn't want to lose the specific pair. A day passes, and Tuesday evening, right before I go to bed, I check if my earrings are still there, but I discover that one is missing. I get up out of bed and search around, thinking that it might have fallen when I was fixing my bed or rearranging. I spent 30 minutes looking for this earring around my room, and then even ransacking the house, but to no avail. It's gone. To avoid losing the other one, I put it in a little empty ring box by itself on my bedside. Now, a curious little detail. I thought to myself, the next time I open that box, I hope the missing one will be there too. Wishful, yet unrealistic thinking. However, I did not disclose this thought to anyone else in the house, which makes the next part a little strange to me. This evening, around 12am, I had just come into my room from drying my hair when some curiosity told me to look inside the box. I gave it a little shake and thought I only had one earring inside, until I opened it. To my shock and bewilderment, I discovered the damn earring I was missing sitting alongside the other one in the box. Here's the weird thing, though. Both of my earrings are both gold, and were both gold when I saw them last on Monday. Yet, the one I lost came back a dark, almost blackish bronze color. I honestly have no explanation for it, and it doesn't sit right with me. I would love to hear your comments and explanations, and I'll include a link of the picture I just took so you have a little reference. Please bear with me, as I've never had this type of experience. I know it's not like anything major, but it still stays in the back of my mind. For context, there is only my father and me in our family. We both are adults and we don't do any type of drugs, nor drink alcohol. This story happened back in 2014. This is a year after my mother's death. My father is a police officer, and we stay in a government-provided house, a quarter, in India. Me and my dad both were watching TV. He was sitting beside me, and I was combing my hair. While combing, I dropped my comb, and both me and my father saw where I dropped it and where it bounced to. I bent down to pick it up, and it wasn't there. My dad also searched the whole place, and it was not there. Fast forward to one month, and our quarter was scheduled to renovate by my father's office. During this time, my maternal uncle had come to stay with us for about a month, so he was helping us with the renovation and repainting. As a result, we told our renovators to keep the paint with us, and we would do it by ourselves, as my uncle was there to help. 
We moved all of our furniture, electronics, etc. to outside to repaint our house, and the comb was not there. My dad just joked, maybe it was your mom's comb, so she came back and took it with her? We just laughed and we left it at that. Fast forward to one year in 2015, my dad was transferred to another place, so we were packing our things, when, bam, out of nowhere, the comb was there where I dropped it and it bounced to. In this one year time period, we swept and mopped our house every day. We repainted our house so we moved every item and it was not there. Then, all of a sudden, when we were moving, it appears at the exact place where I dropped and it bounced to. To this day, I still have this comb. Has anyone else ever had this type of experience? That, my friends, was another collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. Collection number 31. Hard to think we've been doing this for at least 31 weeks. Hopefully you guys are still enjoying it. Based on the view numbers in the comments, it seems you are. Speaking of comments, let's move forward to the word of the week. Last week's word was peak. And we're going to go backwards this time as far as username goes. So, the first one was by Utterly Suela, I believe is how it's pronounced, or Sula. Well, I absolutely love Glitch Stories. This is the first and last time I listened to them while peeking on mushrooms. To their defense, they said they were joking and this was not a true statement. Just one for the word of the week. Either way, thank you very much for that sentence. Uh, technically could use the word again. The second one would be by T. Savon. This video is weirder than a Twin Peaks episode. The second story with the hotel staff has multiple witnesses. It compels me to believe in alternate realities. Perhaps the veil between dimensions is lifting. Good little comment there. Quite liked it. Next up, we have 242 Reads, of course, with... Whenever I write a story, I try to make the peak of the story interesting. Though it might not be unexpected, I always hope it gives the reader or listener a thrill. But for real, I might write you a story about a snake in a suit. I have an idea in my head, and it might be one of my peak ideas. Lots of love with heart emoji. I know I owe you a snake in a suit drawing, guys. I will not forget eventually. I'll do it eventually. A good story, or good uh, good uh, sentence there, 242. Thank you very much. Next up, Rainy Days. I wanted to peek at the end of the video to get the word of the week before I fell asleep, but by the video's peak, my eyes were closing out of relaxation, never boredom. Your videos always pique my interest. Fun with homophones. LOL. That is, a, that is some good fun with the homophones. Thank you, Rainy Days. And then lastly, but not leastly, I'm going to keep saying that, by the way, is Annie Red DJO. These stories were particularly good. I believe they reached that peak of excellence due to your extraordinary narration of them. Not just saying that to use the word of the week, but because it's true. Thank you, Annie. Always a good boost in the old ego whenever you guys say these kinds of things. So let's move on to this week's word of the week. This week is the word policy. P-O-L-I-C-Y, which is a plan of action adopted by an individual or social group, a line of argument rationalizing the course of action of a government or self, or a written contract or certificate of insurance. Policy. Good luck. If y'all enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, follow me on my social media platforms, 
consider the coffee Patreon or channel membership stuff. And, of course, sleep well.